Ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome along, uh, welcome back, should I say, to another episode of your favourite wrestling podcast. My name is James. I'm here with my boy Steve. How you doing, what's, sir? What's up? What's up? I'm good. How about you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. We haven't spoke for a while. It's been a while. It, ha- it has been a minute. Yes. Indeed what you Americans? Has. What you Americans would call a hot minute. It has a been hot minute. minute. Yes. How how you been? What you been up to? Fill me same in. old, same old, same old. Just just work, working out and training. <laughs> you still rolling around? Are you still We're wrestling? Rolling around still. Good, good, good. How is that going? You're back at um your normal school, right, in the great yep. land of Houston. Yep. That's uh, just for people that may not know Booker T's school, right? Yep, yep, yep. Does he does he pop in much? He's starting to pop in a little bit more. <laughs> How is he? Does he uh does he know you yet by name or? Um... Nah, but he's he's seen me uh do my thing. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. yeah how how do you, how do you feel with it though? Since coming back from like Florida, whenever it was last year, like do you feel better with it now? Do you feel more um what's the word like well rounded? Are you are you a technician? Are you a grappler? Are you a diver? Uh, well, I feel more confident in my abilities than when I was in Florida because, you know, I felt like I needed to keep up with everyone. But I feel a little bit better. I'm starting to get in uh, more work with the advanced guys who've been there. So I'm trying to keep up with them now. But, yeah, just still working on stuff, um, keeping everything, you know, basic before I add my little uh, spin to things and start throwing myself around but not throwing myself around like darby allen no i ain't gonna throw myself like that <laughs> <laughs> there will be plenty of darby allen chat coming up um mm-hmm. but yeah rolling down the aisle um <laughs> yeah man like uh it's been a it's been a it's been a while since i last spoke to you because lots of yeah. things happened i think the last episode we did was i want to say this is episode 14 would that sound correct yeah that sounds... that sounds like I... a lot <laughs> for us. I, I think no, the last I swear to God, I, I think the last time we talked was before uh uh City took on Borussia Munch and Glad back. <laughs> That's how long, long I thought. I wow. think it's been that long. <laughs> to think as well now that you've actually looked well, my team lost as well in the semi finals, so I'm not gonna give you too much stick. You got to a Champions League final. I know you're disappointed. But um, oh, I cried like a baby. <laughs> just for a disclaimer for our folk out there, Steve supports Manchester City. For some reason, never I been here. I can hear, I can hear the, I can hear the booze already on the podcast. <laughs> you know what, right? So I watched that game on Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. just for people in posterity here. It is now Wednesday, the second of June, recording this. But yeah, I watched your game Saturday, right? And um, I feel like I was swaying more your way, just because mm-hmm. I thought, well, Chelsea have won it before. 
And I, I, I mean, I wasn't asked really. I was like, oh, whoever wins it wins it. But I was like, well, I think I'd prefer City to win it because they were the better. Like they have been the best footballing team this season, I think. But um, but yeah, you came up short, man. What what happened? What happened? Well, two things. Uh, one, Raheem Sterling is in the worst form of his life, and two, uh, Pep decided no uh, holding midfielders. So that was annoying. If anyone follows Steve on Twitter, mate, he has got like a, a vendetta is probably the right word against Raheem Sterling at the moment. <laughs> He's just been called up for England as well, named in the England Euro team, and you are not happy about that either. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> as an American, for some reason, you uh, attach yourself to uh, England. I imagine that's because you know folk like me and Ian and whatnot. I, 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 yeah, I just feel that's the way to, to feel so much closer to you guys. <laughs> Right, right. Well, hopefully we'll get out to see you, like, in the not-too-distant future. I oh, mean, my God, I'm excited. Hopefully, once your the band lifts are starting to ease up a little bit, I, uh, a little bit more, I think. Hopefully, you'll be I, here by next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon it could be soon, like, to be honest. I mean, I've got my second um, vaccination jab in, like, two weeks. So, oh, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, I've, I think once people have vaccinated i think there's no excuse for why it can't happen i guess I mean, yeah but, did you see did you see the aw crowd it's like oh yeah i mean we we are going to talk about um a lot a lot of wrestling this episode because uh, like i say it's been a hot minute it's been since wrestlemania in fact so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah double or nothing we're going to get into very much shortly um i just want to pick your brain very very quickly first on um so WWE announced that they're going back in front of crowds in July time, I want to say. Can't remember the exact dates. I mean, Yeah, I July been. 16th, uh, Friday Night Smackdown. And um, what's the show that's going to be in Houston? You're getting one, right? We're getting Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, you're getting Smackdown. Um, yes, we're getting the very show, first show back with fans. Are you going to go? I assume you're going to go. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, like, see, like, I have friends actually coming in from New York who are going to go to Money in the Bank, so I might just uh, skip out on SmackDown and spend the whole weekend up in Dallas for Money in the Bank with uh, my with my friends who are coming in from New York. Dallas, Texas, which hopefully we'll all be able to re-meet next, oh, um, yep. next March, next April time for the big one. But, um, but no, I mean, or, Money or in the you, Bank. Or if you... Yeah, or if you come to Vegas for a couple shows, you know. <laughs> yeah, so um, me and Steve are trying to plan a trip to, well, I mean, I've got to wait still at the moment because um, actually, funnily enough, like half an hour before coming on the line with you, I just mm-hmm. got an email to say that Lady Gaga's show for July in London is now uh, postponed until next year. So oh. I know that sounds disappointing on the premise, but also where um so katie perry announced her vegas shows which we're interested in and gwen stefani has also announced hers for like later on in the year so people Mm -hmm. are going back to vegas so i'm like well my priority is trying to get to the lady gaga show in vegas because we all know what happened last time so uh, but then with katie you know we were chatting on twitter twitter about it like last week um there are still tickets available you know she's not sold out so um yeah yeah, maybe like maybe yeah Maybe we'll be meeting up before WrestleMania, so I guess we'll exactly. wait. But my, I don't know if it'll be this year. It might be like might have to wait till like January, February or yeah. something. But well, um, I may be going to Vegas this year as well. Oh in right, a, okay. in August. 
potentially. Oh, I'd be hot there in August. I mean, it's quite warm there anyway. Yeah. Um, it's in the middle of the desert, so. Certain little uh, biggest party of the summer potentially over there. <laughs> so what what would what would you be doing in August, or you're just going for a trip? SummerSlam might be there. Oh my god, of course. Oh my god, I feel like why am I even a podcaster? I feel like I should know this shit. Yeah, so um it hasn't been confirmed yet though, FYI. But so. it's most likely going to be there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take place in the new um Raiders the death, visit. the Death Star as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Star, yeah. Um I which I think will be really cool if they do oh, yeah, be, yeah. do pull it off. I didn't realize you were going to plan to go. How how far is Vegas from you? Like it's a flight, isn't it? You wouldn't drive. Yeah. I think it's like yeah, for sure flight. I I'm not driving. It's I think it's like uh two three hours something like that. Right. Okay. Oh, well, that's not bad. I mean, like I say, once you're in America, everywhere is kind of reasonable. If you know what I mean, it's not too bad. So um oh sweet, that'd be wicked if you could get to that early I room. Think, being, yeah. Uh, I think, sorry. I think no. Floyd's I think Floyd's planning to go. So like, hey, uh, can I bunk with you? <laughs> like, and <laughs> yeah, I haven't well, been to Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas since I was 21, so I was like, oh, this should be fun if they do confirm it in Vegas. Well, I am not surprised that Floyd would 100% be there. I haven't, um, he's at his show, uh, well, I haven't heard his Double or Nothing review yet, because um, the, boy, the boy Floyd was there um, for the whole weekend, so I'd like to really listen to that one, but as of coming on here right now, um, friend, friend of the show, partner, partner in crime, in wrestling crime, uh, Floyd Johnson Jr. He puts out a show called All Things Elite. People may want to look that up. Um, and yeah, they talk about everything elite, essentially, all AEW stuff. So it'd be nice to hear his review from someone that was actually there. Um, yeah, so should we should we get into it then? Let's we've jump been, into it. We've been rambling on about a bit of uh, nonsense for a while. Um, so I feel like we should start with AEW just because it's fresh in the mind. But, um, yes, sir. Just to sort of play catch up before we get to double or nothing, because I don't know whether or not people that listen to this show maybe like may have missed some bits and pieces. But um, just to throw out there, Kenny Kenny Omega won the Impact World Championship like a few weeks back, and uh, the TNA World Title. And apparently, they're two different yeah, titles. <laughs> but at the same time, right? I didn't watch the match myself. I just watched like the finish of it. He beat Rich Swan, right, for both. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so yeah, he's literally becoming the belt collector essentially, where he's got the um, the Mexican one as well as need a Triple A. Is it Triple A? Yeah, the Triple A. Yes, Mega something title. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, a bit of news. Um, we'll get to Kenny later, I guess, and kind of discuss some more. But um, also Miro on uh, Dynamite won the TNT Championship off of um, Darby Allen. We'll talk mm-hmm. more on Miro's match at Double or Nothing in a bit as well, so I guess we can talk about that then. Uh, Blood and Guts, what did you think of that, the match itself? Oh, uh, that was a... That was a... Hmm, God, I can't believe it's been so long since Blood and Guts 2, I feel like, too. <laughs> Everything just feels so spaced out, but that was actually really good. Um, Probably not the best, but, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. The Jericho bump was... uh ridiculous he actually got injured injured that elbow of his still wearing that giant brace on his elbow as well so when you say ridiculous do you mean ridiculous in a comedic sense or ridiculous as in like because it got it got like a bit of a slating didn't it online Um, yeah i saw a lot of the 
I saw a lot of the critique too. Like it looked kind of ridiculous. Like it looked ridiculous. Like in a sense of how it looked, but at the same time, like, dude, you're like over fifty years old. Why would you? Why would you? Yeah. So that was so my hard stand- like that. Exactly. So that was my standpoint for it as well, right? I was like, the guy's fifty years old, and he's going to take like a good. I don't know how. You know, I don't know how high it was, but off of the top of the cage, if people haven't seen it, and go crashing through something. You know, the fact that it was padded mm-hmm. really didn't bother me. Because I was like, it still looks okay. It didn't look like it was uncool or anything. I was like, oh, you know what, yeah. it's fine. But um, yeah, I don't know what, what people want in that sense. Do you literally want the guy to die? You know, do you want him to fall on his spine or fall on his head and actually die for your entertainment? Do you know what I mean? I feel like we're past that now in today's... Yeah. I mean, there are some bloody spots and things. So obviously, we'll talk about a lot of them later. But um, I just don't understand what you want from your wrestling if that wasn't like... Because the match as well, like it took um, it took the spotlight away from the rest of the match, which bothered me a bit. Because there was, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of other guys in there that really put, you know, put it They're all really out. Shined in that spot. match, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was um, the only thing I would say about the blood and guts presentation was that I wish it was on pay per view, like uh, War Games would be for NXT, just because um, the advert breaks took me out of it a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt the same with that, but um, apparently Chris Jericho was like, you know, where he was climbing up the cage, like to to go and perform that bump. Essentially, apparently he was hanging there for a while because they were Wait, waiting, waiting for, TV for the TV. TV yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that kind of sucks a little bit. So that kind of took me out of it, especially as it's like a big profile match. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I was gonna say I like just cred- credit all guys really like it that were involved. Um, I haven't like, like I said it was a while back so I'm just trying to think off the top of my head some bits that I liked from it I liked yeah. how um, the inner circle all wore like jumpsuits like prison jumpsuits from like the oh, prison yeah. that was closest to where they live if you know what I mean so yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember which one was which but I, that was something that I thought was quite cool in terms of like design and stuff and um, the pinnacle were pretty much all wearing white so I was mm-hmm. like oh if they're going to you know, they're going to bleed in this match. It's called Blood no, and Guts. We're, we're going to see it, obviously, on their shoes. Yeah. I was like, they are going to get lit up. But um, my star of the show was um, Sammy Guevara from Blood and Guts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Actually, Sammy's been killing it in these matches between the Pinnacle and Inner Circle, honestly. So, so good. Such a talented dude, honestly. Like, he's got such a future ahead of him. Providing that, you know, like he's not doing stupid stuff with Matt Hardy. <laughs> or saying or saying controversial shit on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean he did apologize for that. Though. Yeah. But you know, people were like crucified him for that. I mean, but Oh yeah. You know I mean Sasha accepted his apology as well. Yeah. You know I mean? but well, hey, I, it, if you want to know what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. But he's mo- he's moved on from that and, and honestly he's been looking freaking fantastic as a star on on the show lately especially in those two matches so i mean he is in my um my top three of AEW performers right now and yeah. um probably most likely breakout star for, for the company yeah, this year honestly i don't see why not arguably yeah i mean if they were to do awards which they probably will at some point let's yeah, be honest so, um, mm-hmm. yeah all right cool um did you have anything else you wanted to say about Blood and Guts, by the way? I don't know if I'm just skipping ahead, but... Um, no, no, you're good, yeah. But like it, say, it, set up basic, it basically set up this big match for Double or Nothing between both both factions. 
Stadium Stampede 2, uh, which we'll get to. But just so people know, I mean, I know we're at 14 episodes in now, but we're not like a play-by-play podcast. I feel like if you wanted to know, like the, the likelihood is you've watched a show. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to want to listen to podcasts to kind of hear other mm-hmm. fans' opinions, and that's what we're here for, rather than be like, because um, I listen to Wrestle Talk uh, quite a lot. And uh, just to put them over a bit, if anyone else listens to them, but they do a play-by-play because there are people that are out there that don't watch the shows but listen to Wrestle Talk to know what's happened in wrestling, which I find is a bit bizarre because I just think, well, <laughs> if you're going to listen to a podcast, why wouldn't you just watch the show? But um, but yeah, it's what it is, I suppose. But yeah. Um, all right, let's start off with uh, some double or nothing action. We'll, uh, this this podcast probably heavy heavily um, AEW related. There's lots of WWE to talk about as well, but double or nothing was um, was pretty cool. Um, before we talk about any matches and stuff, crowd, how good was it to see a full crowd at Daly's place? Hot, it was the 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 first even even the freaking. Uh... The buy-in uh, match was felt like the match was pretty hot because the crowd were just so into it. And don't get me started on the actual first match of the of the show. That crowd was super hot. So I didn't see the buy-in um, just because I was working all over the weekend. Yeah, that's something new <laughs> since we last spoke. I'm back at work, which um, oh, yeah. which is kind of good. But uh, that's the workforce. <laughs> I know, right? I'm back in the way of life. Um, so I watched it um, Monday evening, uh, like on delay, essentially, with all my data turned off. So I didn't know any spoilers and stuff. So I was still fresh minded when I went into it. So I tried to enjoy it, but I didn't watch it live. So I didn't see it by him. But when that when that crowd opened up, you know, it just reminded me like because I know it's Daly's place and I think it was about five thousand um, mm-hmm. there that would make it full because it is only a small like little arena. But um, where it's in Jacksonville in Florida and obviously where the time of the show that started, it was still daylight and it's obviously moving into summertime now. It just reminded it was me so of... Co- it was so cool with, with the sun out and everything. This yeah. is it, exactly. It reminded me of like um, a WrestleMania in a way, like not to overly hype this show, don't get me wrong, but like just the a- atmosphere. The atmosphere, yeah. Yeah, like where a crowd was so pumped and, you know, like a, that sun setting in the background, I was like, oh, this has got a bit of mania vibes to it, you know, and hopefully like if WWE are doing um, doing that show in Vegas, they might be able to get that kind of feel to it too. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, your opening match was um, the Hangman, Adam Page and Brian Cage. Um, what were your thoughts? Did you like this one? Uh, yeah, uh, freaking, uh, brutal for both of them, freaking diving and freaking just, like, killing each other. I think there was a spot where at one point they each tried each other's finishers at one point, although, uh, Cage couldn't get the, the lariat, but, um, I think, uh, I mean, where, yeah, Cage couldn't get the lariat, and, but, uh, Page was able to hit uh Cage's freaking uh finisher on him and uh I like the like the finish cuz like uh freaking uh FT freaking FTW came out to try and help Cage but like he even uh, got the belt handed to him but Cage refused cuz he said he got this but in the end that cost him because like 
I mean, honestly, he should have probably just taken the health just to win. But in the end, uh, Cage was able to hit his uh, lariat and Cage. Honestly, yeah. So um, I remember a little while back, I listened to a Brian Cage interview. I think it was on Unrestricted, AEW's podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, put, I'm putting over a lot of podcasts today. But yeah, um, listen to that one as well. That's their official one, which is quite cool. But I've always thought like Brian Cage was just like a muscle head. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like everything I didn't want to like. But um, I, I quite like him. And like the way that he spoke and presented himself on that podcast, I thought, oh, actually, he seems like he's got a bit of a personality, which is nice rather than just being like... He's not just a hunk, um, hunk of meat, yeah. <laughs> Big men slapping meat type. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's actually all right. So, um, yeah, no, I, I quite enjoyed this match. Like, I like the hangman anyway. Um, I see he delivered the... Uh, is it called the F10? which just on the premise yeah. sounds silly. But um, <laughs> the I see that yeah. he delivered that. And Brian tried to do the um, buckshot lariat. And kind buckshot, of there he is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of slipped on the rope sort of thing. But, you know, not everything's going to go perfect. So, But, yeah, I quite enjoyed this for an opening match. I was surprised yeah. it was the opening match, actually, when you looked at what was on the card. Because mm-hmm. um, this was a match that, for me, if you said, oh, what you're excited to see at Dublin off, and this wasn't even in contention. But, um, but I thought th- it was a nice... I th- yeah, but I think because of the of the freaking match placement and where it was on the card, I think that's what made it just a little bit more special. <laughs> you think it made it that bit more exciting as well because they were kind of, okay, technically not, but on pay-per-view, technically they were the first people out to get yeah. a decent reaction sort of thing. So, and plus, um, Hangman is apparently super over. I forgot how over this man is too. <laughs> This is what was quite cool about watching this pay-per-view, actually, because, I mean, AEW have had fans kind of like the whole time, but there's also like wrestlers around the ring, which Mm -hmm. are the ones that are kind of making the most noise for the TV. And, um, you know, it's like with uh, WWE and stuff, they kind of are telling you what to like, whereas now, because, I mean, Floyd was front row, for example, do you know what I mean? Like they moved fans back down to those central places. So you're actually getting a feedback from people that care rather than what the company want you to like which is nice and it's been so refreshing so it's been nice to see the organic pops of who was over and who wasn't like during during this pay-per-view which i thought was cool but um but yeah hangman for what they love him don't they i mean i think he's great as well to be fair like oh yeah for sure um he's not very old either in where we were talking about sammy g just now um hangman adam page again another young up-and-coming star you know which is excellent as far as i'm concerned so um yeah i like this a lot hangman won by, by the way mm, if anyone course. hadn't realized hangman that um, yeah hangman little won, tension in a little tension in a cage's group right now so we'll see where that goes yeah so that's that's been quite a nice story building actually because it kind of it, it kind of started after um uh i want to say it was the Win- winter is coming actually no it might have been later than that i think it I was remember. later because yeah i think they were uh they were still pr- i was at that winter is coming show and i think they were still in in sync all of them i'm just trying to work out so winter is coming is was when sting debuted wasn't it yes back in the okay, summer so yeah it was definitely later than that then because um cage uh it was when they lost the um whatever they called it the, the it was a street fight but it was in a like warehouse thing whatever that yeah. last pay-per-view was called uh revolution might have been at revolution and um it was on dynamite where cage kind of said to sting you know like 
you're a legend and kind of like put him over. And then I remember mm-hmm. Taz just going like, like losing his mind, like saying, what are you doing? You're not going to put him over. So like the kind of dissension has been from then, which has been quite nice. And then like you've seen now that um, where he is such a big dude as well, like he's a big power part of that faction. So you can tell that like it's not in Taz's interest to lose him. So it's been quite interesting um, to see it kind of unfold. And I think we're going to keep seeing it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like, a team Taz or four corners match or something. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, or a fatal four way where they're all just going at it. And it's like the complete capitulation of the faction. So um, sure. time will tell, but um, I'm just uh, spitballing here really. So, um, mm. all right, let's go down in order. Just so I can remember what's what. Um, the next match was your AW world tag team championship match. Uh, the Young Bucks, which actually came out second because it was wild thing. So yeah, uh, what's his bloody name? John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. What an entrance this was because they come out oh, in the crowd. Yeah, fine. Oh, dude, that was so, that popped me so hard too. Uh, oh my god, that was what a brutal match that was. Holy crap! Like <laughs> it was so funny. Sorry, just to stay on the entrance really briefly because I, I don't want to forget it. But it was almost like Eddie was kind of like John John Moxley's handler at one point because Moxley uh-huh. was just losing his mind. <laughs> he was throwing chairs around and all sorts like at the crowd, and I was mm. like, "Wow, he's really intense. Like he's loving this moment, but like you know, you're gonna hurt someone here." But, um, right, like calm, calm your. I, we get you're excited. Calm it was your so cool. Down. <laughs> so cool. To hey, see. I like to see the fact that he was excited that everyone's back, in, back in the crowd and. Let's just. And I love the fact that a freaking pair of shoes got got over as well. <laughs> yeah. So what are they? They're Nike Air Jordan Dior's, right? Yes. One of. I was like, I was watching it. And I was like, yeah. I was watching. It and I was like, are shoes really over? Of course. What can, What isn't? What can't get over in wrestling sometimes? I was like, holy crap. <laughs> well, I always remember when Perry Saturn got a mop over. Remember oh, you're right. You're right. A freaking mob, of course. Yeah, you never know. We'll get anything over. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to get over rolling as your gimmick. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so this match was um was quite something. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't mind it when it's on pay-per-view. It's when the Young Bucks do it every week on Dynamite. It just really winds me up. Like, save your big stuff for the big shows. Right. I, I quite enjoyed this match because I'm not really a Young Bucks fan. Um, I find that they're a bit like it's like what Randy Orton says about them, where they're just like dive guys and spot guys. Totally mm-hmm. get that, but um, I totally get I totally get it now. I used to be like, oh yeah, young bucks flip here, kick here. It's like, but as I've been training, it's like you know what, we become eventually desensitized to everything. Like, okay, you did a kick. What does it mean now? Yeah, no, it's like tell a story. I want to see a story. But I feel like we got that in this match because Eddie and Mox was that like that tale of like never giving up types. Do you know what I mean? And um, especially where the way they were working towards the tags and stuff, it was a, it was a really clever psychological match at times. Even mm-hmm. though you had a ton of young work spot monkey stuff, which was still you know what they do. But um, but no, I, I actually really like this considering I wasn't expecting to like it. So um, but yeah, the young bucks retained the title, the titles. Uh, which I was a bit disappointed with because I'm here to see the Young Bucks lose, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what did you think yourself? Did you like this one? 
Oh yeah, brutal blood. Um, I love how Moxley uh pulled a Sandman and uh freaking smashed a can of beer on his head. <laughs> uh, freaking like, this. I like yeah. I like the story that was, I think it. This, I think the psychology of the match was mainly carried by Kingston and Moxley, like you said. And uh, I was I was really hoping that I I knew they weren't gonna lose and was hey you know what they had me believing hey you know what these guys might actually win the titles but you know in the end the elite keep the gold. <laughs> I'm not usually a fan of putting the titles on two singles guys either though, but mm-hmm. I just still think the way that they've been telling the story with Mox and Kingston since that kind of yeah. mess up um, the barbed wire thing um, they've mm-hmm. kind of. Everything since then has kind of really gone out above and beyond expectation, if you know what I mean. And I've told mm-hmm. a really good story throughout with, you know, Mox and Kingston driving their truck into the elite trailer and all that sort of stuff. You know, it had that kind of fire element to it, which I thought was really cool. But um, but yeah, I love to see the Young Bucks lose, really. <laughs> I kind of consider I kind of considered them a, an actual team because you know because of the prior history they had. Like they have teamed up. I know way before when before uh, WWE and AEW way way back in their indie days, but like, I was like okay maybe reuniting you know so that's why I consider them a legit team. Fair enough, yeah. I mean Kingston as well was really over like during the match. Rather mm-hmm. like with the entrance, it was kind of like Moxley took you know most of the limelight on the entrance that they made, but during the match, every time Eddie got that hot tag, you could really feel the crowd were really behind him, which is cool as well because another like again. He feels like he's been around the game for a long time because he's been on the indies and stuff. But like in front of a television audience, he's kind of new to people. So I think that's quite interesting to see him kind of do well. So, um, yeah, I'm all for it. But just the wrong result for me personally. Uh, Like I said, I'm not really a fan of two singles guys holding the titles. But if it's a case of not having the Young Bucks as champions, I'm all for it. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's just my biasness. But um, but yeah, it was another cool, cool match. Um, and I kind of thought at this point, like, this show cannot keep up this intensity, like, all night. Because I thought, I'm, like, I was watching it after a day's work as well. And I was, like, tired from a day's work, but still pumped because it was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good shit, as uh, Moxley. Good shit, as Vince, Vince would say. <laughs> Vince would say. So um, that moved us on to the Casino Battle Royal, or Battle Royale. Uh, so the winner of this match gets a future world championship um, shot. But just to run this by you, because I'm not entirely sure, it's not like money in a bank, is it? It's more like um, you just get a match at some point rather yeah. than you can't just sort of cash in on a champion at any point over the year, can you? It's literally like you'll get a match down the line. Yeah. So um, that that said to me initially that the winner may not win the cha- championship like straight away. But it's there anyway as kind of like a... Just a kind a of like, future. I guess for like a little filler, you know, I always consider that, okay, the winner of this is usually going to be like a little uh, stopgap between the next challenger. That's how I see it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Prob- yeah, probably bang on there, in fact. Um, just before we go into who won and who came second, I guess, uh, the the moth, the man of the hour... Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, he Leo, came out Leo, of the Leo Rush. Leo Rush. That's right. Sorry. I've, I've, <laughs> well, in my notes, I literally wrote down Moth. I didn't write anything else. Moth. So I was like, what's his name? I forgot his name. Um, yeah, he was 
the number whatever it was the last entry was it number 21 or something because yeah, they come out so in good. fives don't they yeah. um they come out in fives to like the, the suits of a set of cards and then you get the joker at the end um as like the surprise entrant and uh yeah it was leo rush which i thought was uh quite cool i didn't think he got the best reaction though i don't know if that was just me but watching it i was like mm, they didn't seem that bothered by him what did you think same, I feel the same. And even when I saw Leo Rush come out, I was like, oh, well, get me wrong, Leo Rush is very talented, but I was like, oh, I thought it was my, uh, I had no idea who I was expecting in that last spot, but I was like, a little disappointed. It was Leo Rush, but hey, it I is what it is. I wasn't expecting anyone, because they didn't build it up this time mm-hmm. around. It's like, I think they learned their lesson from when Christian debuted, that they were like, oh... Okay, maybe we shouldn't overhype it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Christian, but I was like, the way they built it up, I was expecting, like, CM Punk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then mm. it wasn't. So uh, maybe they learned their lesson from that. But um, but yeah, Leo Rush is a very, very incredible performer. Super, super quick. Ridiculously quick, actually. Um, but yeah, he didn't win, which I was pleased about, because um, as soon as Jungle Boy's music hit... Oh my god, that crowd reaction for Jungle Boy. Oh, was freaking tough. everyone was dying for Jungle Boy to win this. Do you think people were into Jungle Boy or they're just into the music? That's one thing I was trying to work out. Oh yeah, because first of all, the song is fantastic. I love uh, it. I don't know, I think uh, I think people support Jungle Boy. I mean, he's he, he's freaking young. Uh, like He's got that underdog that's like, yeah, you will never expect this guy to be world champion but hey let's cheer him on maybe he could pull the impossible <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a big fan of jungle boy um i'm hoping to actually meet him um in november there's a comic-con in wales which um isn't that far from me actually it's about like two and a half hour run something like that but uh jungle boy and dr Britt baker who we will talk about oh, in a bit dmd uh, mm-hmm. are gonna be on it so i'm hoping to go to that providing you know we're still kind of covid related so i'm not sure if it's going to go ahead or not so i haven't actually paid for anything yet but mm. um definitely i in that one up but uh but yeah yeah super happy for jungle boy i noticed as well that the um the celebration at the end i'm not really complaining about it it was just something i noticed kind of went on for a while because of the music i found that it was almost like um tk backstage was like hold, 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 because he wanted people in the crowd to get that music over, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. over the way. Um, just so people are aware, like, sort of uh, TK bought that music, um, like, the rights to it for um, for Jungle Boy. I think it was, like, for a Christmas present, wasn't it? Um, okay. And then he's been using it since the New Year sort of thing. So, But it's super over. That's one thing I would say about it. It's super over. And I love it. So, um, yeah, Jungle Boy beat Christian Cage at the end, which I was very happy about. Yes, sir. And Christian Cage was the first entrant in the... Uh, he went from start to finish. He just didn't win. Yeah, but that's not that impressive to me. It's not like going 1 to 30 in the Royal Rumble, is it? It was like this match, for example, just according to Wikipedia, was 23 minutes long. The Royal Rumble's an hour, or just over an hour. So it's not like he did what Edge hey, did. Ain't, ain't 20, I mean, by 23 minutes, it's still 23 minutes. 
Oh, what did you think of when um, the acclaimed come out and did these rap and said he said something about uh, Christian and Edge and uh, Christian <laughs> his reaction he looked at I think it was the referee he looked at the referee and went what did he say like he didn't even hear it it was so funny honestly I, I just something I picked up I don't know if anyone else saw that but dude said when, I did not notice that I did not notice his reaction that's funny actually <laughs> it's when he come out because he was rambling and rambling and it just I think Christian just showed his age. As if to say he doesn't listen to like rap music. And he was like, clearly, what did he say? Clearly. Mm-hmm. Whereas the whole crowd had just gone, oh, you know, like genuine beef or whatever. And Christian was like, what? What did he say? I missed that. You know, it's Something really, really my funny. mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm glad he didn't win. I mean, I love Christian, but I don't think he Get the be. younger guys over. Good. Yeah. That. yeah. Don't mind if he has a world championship match at some point. Oh, I'm pretty sure he will, but you know, I think AEW, I think is trying to push some of the younger guys and get them over. So that, you know what, good result. May not win the title, may not win the title when he gets his chance, but hey, he could have a, he could shine in his match in his match eventually as well too. So yeah, he's definitely um, he calls himself like the workhorse, doesn't he? Like outwork everyone. And mm-hmm. um, I think he would be capable of putting on a very, very good match with whoever. I think it should be Kenny, actually, when he does get to have the match. That's, what, Kenny, I, that's what I was saying, too. I think he should, it should be Kenny. Because Kenny, arguably one of the best in the world right now, so kind of let Christian have that match because you don't know which match will be his last. So, yeah, I'm all for that. But uh, also very, very happy that Jungle Boy won. Um, a bit su- I mean, not surprised that he won, but like, Winning this match gives you a shot at the big title. And I was like, oh, he hasn't gone through the TNT Championship yet. So I'm not sure I want Jungle Boy to win right away. I guess we'll wait and see. But um, these kind of matches normally take place on the Dynamite after the pay-per-view or literally the the Dynamite within a few weeks of the pay-per-view. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised to see that happen quite soon anyway. But um, I guess we'll wait and see, wait and see. Uh, anything else to add from the Battle Royal? Did anything else excite you in there? Mm, no, I think we covered the premise Not of it. For me. Uh, oh, Adam. Um, oh, I, I hated this. That's going to kill Floyd when I say that. But um, Cody and Anthony Agogo. Oh, what bloody hell was this all about? <laughs> honestly like I'll let, I'll let you say what you want to say about it but I just did not care for it like at all uh you know what I mean same first of all I saw the I saw the record I mean yeah the whole American uh nightmare slash dream thing um me and me and, and America don't have the best relationship right now so I was like okay like, I guess Memorial Day you're trying to get the he did the promo the week before you know trying to like get the whole American dream thing over and that was nice um didn't really care for it honestly um I think they tried to build it as a big emotional thing but it didn't hit me like that um then I saw the the two guys okay the Anthony Agogo with what he's British he's two and then I saw okay two and and then the match didn't impress me as much as well either you got a guy who's two and zero barely, and then you got a thirty nine win guy. Was like, okay, they did their best. Um, a go go clearly with the was trying to get that punch over, and match was honestly just 
not up to a Cody match, you know, you know, big spectacle thing. I mean, in the end, Cody won, rightfully so, but um, I don't know. This match did, just did not hit with me, you know? I just think it's stupid. Like, <laughs> they pitched this idea that it was America versus the UK when we don't it have really a rivalry. It really wasn't. If anything, we're friends. I don't understand why they think the Americans and the UK seem to hate each other, because they don't. And I was like, I just didn't get it. I was like, what are you trying to present to us here? And with a go-go recently on Dynamite, his build-up has been like, okay, I do one punch to the gut, and that's the end of the match. Mm -hmm. And he did this to Cody, like, really early. I was about to say, really early in the match, and he didn't go down-down. No, it did jack shit, really. And, like, Cody, I guess he sold it throughout the match, but it was still, like, okay, that he just took his best shot, essentially. From what you've and been telling me... From a, yeah, from what they've been telling me from a storyline perspective, you've, you've just taken his best shot, and then you're still fine, so obviously you're going to win this match now? I don't know, it, it just didn't... It just wasn't anything I found interesting. No, and, like, I'm just saying... I'm just, like, the whole... um The build-up and the promo for for this match was like I don't know, it's just like it didn't connect with me. Um and then it was just a guy who was really green against an experienced guy too. I was like what and I like, what's the premise here too of the rivalry? He I didn't get it. It's like it just wasn't his best, honestly. So you know they keep talking about a go go being like, oh he's a Olympic boxer, you know, he won a medal. The fact is he won bronze medal, like he came third. Not to say that that's not an achievement, but it's impressive like, still, yeah. Yeah, it's not like he's a renowned boxer. Like if you talk about, I mean, 2012 Olympics that took place in London, you know, was a while back now. But when you think of the athletes that did win everything that year from the UK, I mean, you had Jessica Ennis, you had Mo Farah, and you had uh, Greg. Greg Rutherford, I think his name was. I can't remember, but like nobody was talking about a go-go. Like nobody. And I just feel like when he signed for AEW, um, I was like, eh. you know, I didn't really care. I was like, oh, OK, I've heard the name, but I don't really know who he is. And bearing in mind, I'm British. I'm not into boxing, but I was into the Olympics and I still don't know who he is. So um, I just think it's a bit wasted. I, I mean, people. yeah, I watched the Olymp- that Olympics, too. And the only guy I remember from from the from, from the UK that one was a, the, Mo Farah, the guy the, who did the track and field. That's literally the yeah. guy I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Mo Farrow is our guy. Um, the other thing I hate about his character as well is like his entrance. He has like the Big Ben gongs essentially that would go off like around New Year's Eve. And then um, oh, what's the other thing? They call him the Governor, and I hate that so much. The it's it's so that's so stereotypical. The Governor. Uh-huh. The- don't they call freaking? I swear to God, they call Danny Birch that as well on on NXT as well. Like the governor, of, uh, Danny Birch. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just cringe to be honest with you. It's just ugh, no one wants that. I mean, the UK is more more than that. Just to throw that out there, but um, for for a match that we weren't interested in, we spoke a bit about it. <laughs> so uh, we spoke about how we didn't fancy it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much the only match really that I disliked for the most part but um yeah all right moving yeah. on moving uh, on. TNT championship Jeez. time uh Miro and Lance Archer what did you think uh as Floyd would say uh 
meat what is it meat slapping meat <laughs> big men slapping meat there uh, yeah well, it started off pretty fast with the okay that the the lance archer dive that kind of looked a little bit botched <laughs> i don't know at the beginning he's he a big dive. boy though isn't he it looks he's dodgy because he's a big I thought boy. He, I thought he got yeah, I thought he got caught on the top rope. Like, Ooh, did he get caught on the caught himself on the top rope? Yeah, because that dude is huge. Yeah, he's a big dude, so it don't look comfortable when he does it. He always looks mm-hmm. like he's kind of gonna fly too far or something. But um I'm glad Miro won. Uh, yeah. right, correct the, result. The fact that it was a pass out submission I was a bit like mm. You know, I didn't really believe it. It wasn't mm. believable to me, the fact that he struggled to get it on. And then when he got it on, he held it for like 10 seconds. It didn't even hold it for out. very long. And he passed yeah. out instantly. And I was like, hmm, not sure about that. But um, I like these two, actually. I'm quite happy to see these two go again if they do at some point because of, you know, the way that he passed out sort of thing. I just wish Jake the Snake wasn't like involved physically because that bothers yeah. me. Because he's not well. He's not a well man. The man is not well. <laughs> and I don't want to see him involved physically. The fact that is, when he does his promos, and you, he can barely fucking talk. Do you know what I mean? He's all rusty in his voice. I'm like, please don't take any more bumps. You don't need to. So that worries me a little bit. But um, Well, I was worried about is the snake taking the bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually really funny. It's the crowd. <laughs> They really bought into the fact that there was a snake in in there. (laughs) Really, really cracked me up. I was like, because I I was thinking, who in their right mind thinks that they've just dashed an animal like halfway across the arena? Really cracked me up. Um, Added a little bit of spice to the match, though, which I thought was funny. But I'm really happy for Miro at the moment. But um, I mentioned it before we started talking about double or nothing because I said he, you know, he won the title on a uh, on a dynamite which was cool. But um, I like Miro. I don't want this to come across as too negative, but I thought he left WWE to go after the big one. Do you know he's what I mean? Kind of, yeah, he's still kind of at like, because in WWE, he's like mid-card, mid-table US title. I'm not saying the yeah. TNT title and the US title are, but yeah, they kind of are the same level, honestly. Yeah, they kind of are. They are your mid, mid-card titles. And I'm like, although I'm happy he won a title, because I wasn't, I wasn't happy about how he came into AEW, really, with the whole best man gimmick, because I thought it was a bit lame. But now mm. that he's won a title, I was like, hmm, I, I wanted him to beat um, when Jericho had the AEW title, like when he was the first champion. I wanted yeah. Miro to beat him for it. Because I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, that would really cement your legacy as I'm going to be a top guy from now on, you know. So hopefully we can see that down the right down the road. But there's nothing for me to connect him to the AEW World Title at the moment, which I mm-hmm. feel sad. But um, but I want Miro to be up there, you know. Which yeah. Is a shame, but um, yeah. Uh, all right. Favorite match of the night. I don't care. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Favorite match of the night. My doctor. Actually, she's not my doctor. <laughs> I wish she was my. I wish she was my dentist. I'd go to. I'd go to uh, Pittsburgh for a for a nice little uh, adjustment of the teeth. <laughs> well, she's actually based out of Orlando. Apparently, she used to. She, she trained out. She trained out. But uh, I remember she went to school uh, in Pittsburgh as well. 
Yeah, yeah, Brit, Britsburg, if you don't mind. Britsburg, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. Her practice is supposedly in Orlando somewhere because she does do some of the wrestlers, like NXT wrestlers and stuff. Apparently. Of course. Um, the teeth are so white. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But DMD, I'm so happy for her because she has been the best character. I don't care what anyone says. She has been the best character from on AEW TV during this whole pandemic. She has been absolutely the whole from the Rosa, from the Rosa stuff. Even when she was hurt with the knee, she was fantastic. <laughs> she has honestly been my shining star. I literally own two AEW t-shirts, right? And I'll tell you mm. why that. Uh, one of them is just a generic all elite wrestling t-shirt, and then the other one is the Doctor will see you now. But um, mm. they cost so much to ship to the UK. They haven't got a pro wrestling piece here, so it's uh, really expensive. But I, I got, I got, to, I got two Britt Baker shirts too, but they're from her pro, from her pro wrestling of, um, t-shirt. Yeah. As we are big res- women's wrestling fans, I did need a bit of Britt Baker in my life. So, um, like I said, I'm hoping to meet her in November as well. I've not met her yet, so I'm really hoping for that. Talking I haven't, of- I haven't seen her in i think three years Jeez, did you go you went to like the first all-in didn't you i did did you meet her then as part of star 2018 2018 yes i did see her that was the last time i saw her that's oh. a i have a photo and i have a little video too of her, well, some great words like, of advice <laughs> oh cool when you think about what she's become now um compared to then you know she's a whole different ball game now isn't she really absolutely especially i met her when she was literally like i think a year into her career i think i met her in 2017 that was the first time i met her greener than the hulk as one of my mates used to call her and i was like (laughs) blasphemy but yeah no she's been absolutely incredible um yeah We've we spoke a lot about Brew Baker. Um, Hikaru Shida was also in this match. Who oh, I she do... was fantastic too. She, what a great champion! First of all, she carried the title through the pandemic. She did her absolute best, and what a title reign, honestly. So we got to give props to Shida as well. Yeah, we have got to give props to her. Um, but with that being said, I did think her her title run was getting a little stale. It wasn't like Bailey's on SmackDown for example, where she held it for over a year and you would quite happily see her carry on with it. With Shido, I was like, yeah, time to pass it over now. I don't know if that's just me, but that was my take on it. And I do like Shido, too, just to throw that out there. But um, <laughs> this match was stiff as all hell, wasn't it? Oof. So some of the suplexes were just... And some of the suplexes and freaking Falcon Arrows. But, ugh, I hope you don't brain buster or spike each other onto the mat. <laughs> Even some of the striking, though, was almost like... Because someone put a little montage of the striking together on a Twitter video saying, like, oh, there were plenty of receipts given in this Mm -hmm. match. I was like, I don't think that's the case, but they were hitting each other fucking hot, which I thought was um, added that element, real element to the match, which I thought was really cool. And um, it took a real long time for Brit to hook the... um, I can't think of what her finish is called off the top of my head. Um, I just call it the Rings of Saturn. It looks like the Rings of Saturn. Yeah, uh, Lockjaw. Is it the Lockjaw? Oh, Lockjaw. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. She actually puts her fingers down her throat. It's almost like the Rings of Saturn meets Amanda Woolclaw in a way, Mm -hmm. which uh, as a dentist, as a wrestling dentist, is such a cool move to have as your finish, Mm -hmm. Uh, which she did win with in the end, which I thought was really cool. 
Uh, yeah, no, I love this match. Favourite match in the night by far. Same. Uh, cool. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Brit moving forward then? Also, by the way, before I go on to that, um, last week, or the Friday, sorry, of Dynamite before the pay-per-view, new women's title. What do you think of that? I like it. I, I like it. It's, uh, it looks bigger. Um, it's shinier. <laughs> uh, honestly no i like the fact that the uh that the belt is slightly bigger because it's like oh shit now it looks like a legit like world title for 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 the women so i still think I it could have been a bit bigger though i don't know yeah. why like, hmm, i mean compared to the women's bigger. titles that we have here in wwe i mean yeah it could always be bigger but i liked it it's it's better it's slightly better let's just say that. yeah you say that but you know bianca's title i thought that um at Mania, I noticed it where Sasha was lifting it up. It only mm-hmm. has two two fastenings on it. Like, it hasn't got your conventional strip of fastenings. And I always thought that was because of Sasha's tiny little waist, basically. But oh, yeah. um, uh, Bianca's pretty much had the same, exact same belt. Mm-hmm. And it, it isn't the same on Raw, which made me think... I, I actually really hate the look of the SmackDown women's title at the moment just because of that small little feature. And they're mm-hmm. all Velcroed now anyway. They don't even use the fastenings. Um, apart apart from Reigns, I think Reigns uses the fastenings on the Blue Universal, but every other title in WWE is Velcro strapped now. I think. I don't I, think know. I, I don't. I don't like the Velcro strap. I like you know where you have to actually uh, put the put the fastenings on. I think that's what makes a title belt a title belt. Oh my God! Watching Dynamite on Friday, Tony Schiavone was having such a hard time putting the belt on Shida. The fact that he just, he actually just gave up and the referee. Was, took over. I was like, I was, you know what? Uh, well, maybe we should go Velcro too. <laughs> I was literally like, oh, please make this stop. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I think he gave the microphone to the ref whilst he was trying to fasten it, and then the ref just gave him the microphone back and said, "I'll do it." I got it. And Shida <laughs> just sort of standing there looking really embarrassed. I thought, oh God. But um, but the belt is lovely, the new belt. I just wish it was like a tiny bit bigger, maybe. But it's mm. much better than it was because that first belt, I was like, it I remember like a freaking it. toy. Oh, it didn't even look like a toy. It looked like something for a baby. I was like, mm. oh, it's awful because it looked tiny, like really really small. But um, but yeah, it's not Shooter's belt anymore anyway. It's uh, the Doctor's DMD. So with a new belt and a new um. A new winner comes a new T-shirt. I don't know if you saw on progress Wrestling. Yeah, right. already. And and new. Mm-hmm. And new for uh, Doctor Britt. I I only, I only want the one T-shirt from her at the moment, anyway. So yeah, cool. Uh, following match was another match that I just really wasn't into. Actually, um, not as bad as the other one because I was quite interested to see how Sting actually performed in ring because this was his mm-hmm. first kind of like live debut i guess mm-hmm. um, but yeah darby allen and sting beating ethan page and scorpio sky um yeah what did you reckon um hey you know what for a 62 year old man and him still throwing himself off the st- off the stage sometimes and freaking the stinger splashes and the man can still work honestly he looked really good uh, of course they beat up of course they course they beat up on Darby obviously that's how it should go <laughs> beat up the little guy but um that was pretty good and the dude uh Sting was over as hell still crazy but, but yeah. Hey. Um, yeah honestly I'm not gonna say it was my favorite match but it was like 
hey, it was there. It was cool to see. I guess it was cool for him to see Sting live back in action. And you know, I don't got much to say about it. It was fine. It was just a fine match for me. Yeah, fine is probably the right word, actually. I mean, I'm I'm quite happy to not see Sting wrestle. I'm quite happy for him to just be there as part of the show, but not actually be involved. Because mm-hmm. when he took his T-shirt off, right, and he had these kind of singlet on, it got a pop. But I was like, he doesn't look good. <laughs> I was like, why have you popped for that? It doesn't look nice. You know, like, he's not that muscular. He looked a bit silly, but... Um, I'm also not a fan of Darby Allen, so that's why I'm not invested in this. I just find him a scrawny little bastard, basically. I, I just don't think he's... I think he wrestles too dangerous. I think he's, like, one move away from seriously hurting himself. And no, seriously- I, I, don't, I, I remember it was Ethan It was Ethan Page who, like, literally gorilla-pressed him into the crowd, and it's like, dude, you know you don't have to do that spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he really threw him, didn't he? He threw him into he, his family, I think, front row, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> bloody hell. Like, I was like, really you know, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he suggested that. You know what would be cool, man? If you throw me into my family... And I was like, why? Well, exactly. <laughs> like, and like, don't you is, love yourself? <laughs> on Dynamite, like, literally a few weeks ago, he got thrown down a flight of stairs. And I'm literally like... Oh, oh that, was, that was ridiculous. Here? You know, I'm like, why is this happening? I just think he lets down um, what people... People that don't watch AEW, what they assume AEW is, I think Darby Allen is the poster child for that if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. And that just really annoys me because it's much, so much more than that. But I understand when you see Darby Allen just throwing himself around like an idiot that, that you would think see, that. AEW is edgier, not a uh, not full-blown extreme championship wrestling falling, falling off a goddamn scaffold, which I'm pretty sure if you yeah. ever got him a scaffolding match, he would totally fall off the top. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, he would have taken that blood and guts uh, bump like legit. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. he would have, he would have. Like, Hardy. I want no padding. <laughs> yeah, he would have Matt Hardyed that shit. Um, <laughs> anywho, let's move on from that. Um, okay, World so title they, match. well, they advertised it as uh, co-main events, didn't they? And um, when I found that this was going on before the stadium stampede, I thought they'd got the order wrong. But then, when I saw the end of the stadium stampede match which we'll get to in a second it made sense to me so um so yeah kenny omega retaining his title against um oc orange Cassidy and pack or park um what did you think it's long actually it was 27 minutes this match all right oh yeah um well i don't know where to start honestly like um <laughs> it, it was a lot of it was it's like it was so much of that match too it was like and I thought, and I thought like uh, the stadium stampede had a lot trying to keep up with it, but um, you know, it was basically, you know, I mean, I guess I could get to the end where freaking uh, Omega literally used every single belt that he had to freaking destroy uh Pac, and then uh freaking uh Orange Cassidy came in, hit his hit his uh punch. And uh, what you want to call it? Oh wait, and then also like Omega. I think when uh, I think it was Pac who had uh, uh, Orange Cassidy in a pin. Freaking Omega didn't even go to freaking uh, break the pin. 
he literally <laughs> attacked the ref. I was like, bro, you, you're not even going to break that. I thought it was pretty funny, too. That got so, a legit... Um, what's the reverse of a pop? Where it's like, oh, one of oh, those... You, you, like, you sick yeah, fuck you kind fuck of shit. Yeah. Um, but no, that I, thought I, I saw that. I was like, bro, you <laughs> just attacked the ref. I thought that was hilarious. I don't know but why. But you I know what? It. It's such a simple thing. I don't know why more people don't do it. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> when he did it, I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, um, it stops the count. I tell you what though, that Aubrey, the way Aubrey ran in the ring, reminded me of a certain um, Charles Robinson. Charles, from I knew you were going to say that. Dude. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's literally one of my favourite things ever. Him running down that ramp um, at WrestleMania 24. But yeah, the way she ran into the ring, I thought she'd overshot it at one point and was going to. No, it looked like she, it looked like, she kind, it looked like she kind of slipped it and almost went past it. I was like, oh shit! I, was like, I, saw, I saw a little. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Um, what can I say about the match? Uh, Pack is incredible. Incredible, incredible performer. Uh, the Black Arrow, which used to be called the Red Arrow, I'm sure of it, when he was in NXT, um, yeah, is an actual thing of beauty. Um, it's such a cool looking move. It looks like it hurts Pack more than it hurts the person he's delivering it to, but it's such a cool looking move. Uh, Kenny Omega, yeah, I think it as a heel. I thought hitting him with every single title was <laughs> every single, Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, I thought it was quite a funny finish. And it made me think as well, like, they've, they've told the story right in the sense that him and um, uh, Don Callis didn't see o- OC, Orange Cassidy, as a threat. They mm-hmm. saw Pac as a threat, if you know what I mean. The only threat was that it was a triple threat. So that's why um, Pac literally got nailed. And he sold, like, I think it was the second to last one. He sold so unconventionally because he got a hit. And I was like, the body wouldn't even fall that way. Uh, but like, he kind of goes back on himself. And I was like, yeah, that wouldn't happen. But um, it was just like overselling by Pac, which really made me laugh. But uh, the way that he kind of rolled up, um, Orange Cassidy for the win was also quite cool because the crucifix, it, yeah, you don't usually yeah. see a crucifix ending, so that's kind of new to me too. And it and it still shows that Kenny Omega is that top dog wrestler in the sense that he can pull that out if he if needed, which yeah. I thought was cool. Rather than winning by underhanded tactics, he won the match clean. Still, mm-hmm. you know, a bit like Roman Reigns at Mania where he won the match clean. I thought that's what you need in a top hill as well because then they can brag being the best. So um, I thought that was cool, cool as well. Uh, awesome. Pack ain't done with him yet. <laughs> no, which is cool because uh, Pack won um, the first one that they had, didn't they? Didn't he? Mm-hmm. At um, All Out, I think it was the first All Out AEW pay per view. Pack beat Kenny Omega on that pay per view, so they are certainly not done here, which will be um, very cool to see in the future. So your second uh, main event, co-main event was the stadium stampede match um two of two hopefully because where we're going back to crowds now i don't think i want to see a third or i don't want to mm-hmm. see any more of these because um the first one was very co- comedy wasn't it very comedic where i, mm-hmm. I found this one this one was a little bit more rough around the edges which i thought was fine because they can't both be the same uh did i like from some of this stuff We'll go one one at a time, so see see what we liked. Uh, hmm, just trying to think. Oh, when Jer- <laughs> when Jericho was um, backstage, uh, not backstage, but like in the Jacksonville Jags, like 
meeting room area. Oh, the, fo- was... the football coaches area. <laughs> they were just like looking at him. And there was a, oh no, it was after that. So there was a standee, like a cardboard cutout of um, uh, Tony Khan's dad. Who owns... Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And that really cracked me up in the sense that he like, <laughs> he patted him on the head. Like, <laughs> just to say like, thank you for everything. Thank that you really for this. Thank you for um, us letting us destroy the facility. <laughs> yeah. And in this little window, pardon the pun, because MJF does actually go for a window. But um, this was probably my favourite little part of the story, because I feel like Pinnacle versus Stadium Stadium Stampede, Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle has really been about Jericho versus MJF. So this was my Mm -hmm. favourite part of it. And the fact that he had Floyd behind the um, little cupboard pull-out thing as well, I thought was a nice touch. And uh, Kyle Driver on the table... I was like, oh, there was some really rough stuff in that in that little segment, and that was probably like my favorite part of the Stadium Stampede match. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'll throw it over to you. What was another bit of this match that you liked? Oh, I I like when they were in the uh, it, also in the office, but I liked when they were in the football offices where with the new head coach of the team, and they were just like staring at him while they were fighting. Kind of gave me. Um, vibes from money in the bank when aj and daniel bryan were fighting in vince's office and he was like <laughs> get out yeah and they were like oh we'll put the chairs back that was really yeah fun. except they didn't put the chairs the freaking the coach was like holy shit <laughs> so i found that <laughs> um, pretty cool too the way the camera cut was as well where mjf just goes kind of flying past them yeah um, just like through with a chair <laughs> yeah because i was like i didn't see where he went and then on the um, on the replay, he actually goes through a table after going <laughs> over that sort of thing. So I was like, bloody hell. MJF actually took a battering in this match. Oh, my God. <laughs> MJF took a freaking baseball bat <laughs> to the bottom. I was like, Christ. first of all, what's a baseball bat just doing inside of a freaking cupboard? Just like, why yeah. is that there? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It was, it was very odd. Uh, what about you had? Um, so everyone was kind of teamed up quite perfectly with this. So you had Woodlow and um, Jake Hager together as well when they went through that wall. Through that wall, uh, yeah. But the wall looked like it was put up, especially for this, if you know what I mean, the way it crumbled. Yeah, crop wall, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a wall wall, you know. It was a um, <laughs> a definitely a prop wall, but I still thought it looked, looked cool. Yeah, it looked good. For, yeah, it's a look for good. a decent visual. Uh, throw it back to you. Anything you got? I thought the freaking... Uh... Fight fight segment between uh, FTR and uh, freaking Ortiz and Santana was pretty cool too, especially where like they and Tully Blanchard they were just like went to go uh, they they were gonna fight but then said nope first we're gonna drink <laughs> to get shot and then we're gonna fight. Who is the bloke DJing? Because that was a bit wasted on me. But apparently think, he has a history with was... Santana Ortiz. What was that? Apparently he has a history with Santana and Ortiz, and I, I think I didn't that really was Conan, that. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is though. I, yeah, I mean, okay, back in TNA, he was like the he was like the brains behind uh, LAX, the group that Santana and Ortiz came from. So right. like, so when I, I I was like I was like I couldn't even think of the guy's name at the time. I was like, what's this guy's name? I've seen him everywhere. I said, oh, that's Conan, and then he even stopped the uh, Tolly Blanchard from attacking uh. Or Santana and Ortiz too. So I was like, okay, he got involved too. 
I think it was around this same time as well where they were just throwing bottles at each other. I know mm. they were like, again, like the prop wall, they were like prop bottles that just smashed on impact. But every every single throw was incredibly accurate. And I was mm. like, they're getting, they're getting really like nailed on here. I thought that was quite cool. Um, and then for me, for, it was the finish, really, because we were talking about him earlier with Sammy G. Um, he had a and bit my of... And coach. <laughs> And your coach, yeah. Yeah, literally, like, um, just getting a flurry, like, at the end. Um, it was nice to see those two um, kind of wrap it up, if you know what I mean. I thought it was quite uh, quite cool, because then he gets the free count, and then there's, like, a couple of second gap before the others kind of come into the ring to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And um, where I said that I was a bit concerned, or not concerned, but I was a bit confused why this match went on last the finish of it then kind of told me why and I really liked that Double or Nothing went off the air with everyone singing Judas together I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been a part of it actually I was literally like oh I need to be in an arena to shout Judas at the time I've been of part life. of one that's it <laughs> and it was a smaller crowd as well wasn't it at that but well, you could still hear it though that's the thing that was coming. yeah yeah because they pull the music down as well, don't they? For the for the like, mm-hmm. yeah. At the end, yeah, they pull it down, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really cool the way that the show went off the air in the end. So I was like, actually, I think they got it right in terms of the order. So yeah, I liked it a lot. So what would you rate um, Double or Nothing out of um, out of excellent, good, uh, satisfactory, or poor? I give it excellent because I think the fans just made it that much better it gave it an extra like you know intensity and stuff so that i give it an excellent honestly okay the doctor one as well that was probably my favorite part as well the dmd yeah no um with jungle boy winning the doctor winning miro retaining I, I yeah all that mid card stuff was pretty much nailed on for me so i was like yeah that's pushed it up to an excellent so um i haven't had a chance for people like because on in previous podcasts i was watching everything live so i was able to put like a little poll on twitter to see what the general mm-hmm. census was immediately after the show but where mm-hmm. i'm now back at work i'm watching things on delay so i haven't been able to do that for you unfortunately but steve says excellent i say excellent so if that helps any um <laughs> any decision making process you have watched this show if you haven't seen it already I, I really liked it so uh, yeah that was some AEW action um, AEW supposedly is still going to be on Fridays for the time being because of the NBA you might be able to clue me in on that more maybe. I think it's the I think it's the I think it's the NBA and hockey playoffs going on right now okay um, uh, Houston not in the playoffs this time then no, they trash. <laughs> they they trash. They won it last year, didn't they, or the year before? I swear. N- nah, they haven't won jack shit since uh, the baseball team here, who they che- which they cheated to win the title. Oh. oh clearly, I'm shitting on my on my city right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really are. You really are. Um. Okay. Cool. Let's do some WWE action. We'll break it down because I mean we we didn't do a review of Backlash because we both I think that was actually the week that I went back to work back so to it was work, yeah. chaotic so we never got to do it so that's why I suggested maybe kind of putting it involved with this episode so that's why we're doing it now but rather than talk about that show because it's kind of feels like a lifetime ago and 
the only thing really worth talking about for me was Cesaro's performance. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, exactly that. I thought he put in an incredible shift for his main event um, main event match, but inevitably lost, which I think everyone kind of predicted anyway, because um, the Tribal Chief is the absolute don at the moment. So Acknowledge um, him. You better acknowledge him. So, yeah, let's start with SmackDown then. Some stuff that we're enjoying. Um, okay, so let me put a question to you. If mm-hmm. if there wasn't the Roman Reigns stuff and the Tribal Chief stuff, do you think SmackDown would be considered a good show? Um, well, you got Bailey and Bianca. I literally only watch, I, other than the Tribal Chief, I watch for that. Um, the tag titles are, I mean, Dominic and Ray, I guess. Um, honestly, that was nice. I, Sorry, just to cut you, cut you in there, because that technically happened at Backlash. I didn't like the way it went down, but um, Ray and Dominic winning the titles, you know, first father-son team to ever win tag titles together. I thought that was quite nice. But it depends mm-hmm. if you're a Rey Mysterio fan, I feel, because if you don't like Rey Mysterio, you would have hated that. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I'm happy for them. Why not? The tag titles mean nothing anyway, so you might as well do something with it. Oh, yeah, make some history, I guess. <laughs> yeah, do something with it. But um, but honestly, uh, I think if we take out the tribal chief, there really isn't much. Like, what's Apollo Crews doing with the intercontinental title right now? So that was the only thing I was going to say. Um, the intercontinental title picture for me is great. Great to mm. excellent, actually, because you've had um, Apollo, Sammy, Biggie, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah. Um, mostly those four, but I suppose you've kind of had Baron Corbin and Nakamura kind of around it as well. Oh, even yeah. though that that's a thing. It, even though they've kind of gone off to do their own thing, <laughs> they're literally mm. fighting over a prop like a toy crown, which seems so sad. But um, I guess it's the King of Strong Style, so it makes sense. It's really weird, right? Because watching it i was watching it on friday think or saturday sorry thinking <laughs> but i don't know why i would side with shinsuke here he's a thief baron corbin just wants his property back that's literally <laughs> all the story is <laughs> it literally just really made me laugh but um made me laugh for all the wrong reasons i guess but uh but no i'm really enjoying the intercontinental picture um it just kind of sucks a bit that I guess it's heelish, but it just annoys me a bit because you're having a really good match. And what WWE seemed to do at the moment is just want to throw everything out on a DQ. And it just mm-hmm. started to really wind me up. And um, this past week on SmackDown, we had uh, KO get, or not, uh, Apollo get disqualified because KO got, um, are they calling it the Nigerian nail? Yeah, the Nigerian, I, I, I guess, man. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, uh, where it used to be the Samoan Spike, but yeah, the Nigerian Nail, which Kevin Owens sold pretty much for the rest of the show because there was like a backstage segment later where he was like with the trainer and that's mm-hmm. when he was saying to Adam Pierce like, give, me, hold, a, give yeah, me a battle. Still holding the, yeah. I was like, wow, he has really sold this. <laughs> you know, like it was really, really long. It was funny though, but, um, but no, I am enjoying the internal continental title picture, but I'm invested in everyone that was, that's in it. Um, mm. I'm quite happy with it, but um, but yeah, we're heading towards Hell in the Cell, so I guess I'm really annoyed at this, right? Because 
And the next pay-per-view should have been Money in the Bank. And I'm not annoyed that that's not next, but I'm annoyed that Hell in a Cell has just been seen as filler because Hell in a Cell shouldn't be... It shouldn't even be a pay-per-view. It should be a match type that comes once in a blue moon. It shouldn't be like every year you have three Hell in a Cell matches on one show. It just seems a bit silly. But they've moved that forward, obviously, to have the Money in the Bank in front of the crowd, which I understand, which you will hopefully be at. But... um. In terms of Hell in the Cell, so include Raw and SmackDown into this, is there anything that you can pick off the cards that would warrant a Hell in a Cell match? Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say Bobby or Drew, because it doesn't feel like it's a blood feud. It feels like, okay, we've just been fighting for this title for the last few months, but it doesn't feel like I have to to beat you into an inch of your life to get rid of you type of match. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Bailey and uh, Bianca are going to be in that Hell in a Cell match. Pretty sure if, when they make the rematch. Um, is that Well, I don't even think that's worth the freaking Hell in a Cell match. I don't think uh, Bailey has done anything that bad to make Bianca want to, like, Bring her to an inch of her life. Okay, maybe played with her hair or pull on <laughs> the, or pl- or pull on her uh, giant earrings. But sounds like no. playground stuff. She played with exactly. her hair. She played with her hair, so I have to kill you. That's yeah. basically what they're saying. Um, honestly, I don't think there's anything worth it. Literally, this should be like Helen So should be like you know when. When it was Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker back in the early 2000s, that felt personal. Freaking yeah. biker chain on a freaking pole match. That shit was personal. I was going to say, I, felt, I just like I say, but then you've got Hell in a Cell kind of like every so often rather than all the time, I suppose. But, um, but no, the only thing I can really think of is with the Roman stuff. So I feel like it might be a reverse of the Hell in a Cell match we had last time. Where rather than Roman versus Jay, it'll be Roman versus Jimmy, Jimmy? maybe. I yeah. don't know. I'm just trying to think of something. And to be honest, the Roman story is the best story in WWE at the moment, I think. I um, love that so much. <laughs> it's just how far they can stretch it out, really. Because I think the end goal is Roman versus The Rock at a WrestleMania. But I don't know whether or not they want to do that in Dallas or whether or not they'll wait to LA. So it'd be interesting to see... Um, where they can go with that but um but yeah that's the only kind of real thing that i can see in a in a cell match i suppose but i guess we'll wait and see um we'll get back to talking about some generic wwe stuff at the moment in a minute but um i've got breaking news steve what's up um so my phone has been buzzing like whilst we've been chatting because i'm looking at it all the time just to see notes and things but um this is news coming in Uh, from WWE official Twitter. I'll read it to you. WWE has come to the terms on the releases of Braun Strowman, Alistair Lana, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. WWE wishes them all the best of their future endeavours. What? I am stumped with this company. You're going to let... I mean, the name in there for me... Well, two, I guess. Strowman, I'm not overly that bothered about. Even though, like, they were building him as a superstar. I'm not really that fussed about him because I'm not necessarily a fan. 
But um, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot. He just came back, and he was sort of in the icy title picture. Yeah, he was. He literally just come out and kicked off Biggie's head. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. twice. <laughs> so that's very, very strange to me. Uh, Ruby Riot's another one. I don't really what what's going on there behind the scenes. Um, Buddy Murphy as well. I mean, he's not been on TV for a while, but so I'm not necessarily surprised to hear that one. But also, super talented guy. Why would you let someone like that slip away? I am very, very confused with this company. Um, I don't know what's going on. Very, very strange stuff. Wow. Just let that sink in for a minute or two. But, um, yeah, we just discussed SmackDown anyway. Uh, Raw, anything exciting you're liking on Raw? Uh, Nikki has an opportunity for the Raw title. Yeah, but I hate the way that she's got it. It sucks. Like, yeah, oh, I know. she's seen as so weak in the sense that, like, oh, if you can last two minutes against Rhea and then again against Charlotte, I was like, nah, this ain't the way to book your women's division. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Or, like, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking at the slight positives. She's on TV since she's come back. So yeah, I guess that's true. On her. I mean, Does the oh, I'm only looking at the positives. I'm yeah. no not I know nothing is gonna come of this. But I'm like, hey, you're on TV. I've always since after this, after the list you just told me, I'm always like, please don't put my friend on the chopping block. She's been working so hard. <laughs> you know what, right? Just just to talk about those releases, like this 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 really sucks, right? And it's got me down a bit now. Actually, I'm just looking yeah. thinking about it, and I'm like, well. You know where people say, like, oh, AEW, AEW. And I'm like, but... And everyone's saying, oh, yeah, but AEW can't have every ex-WWE person. Mm. Yeah, but if WWE want to release super talented people, why wouldn't AEW take them up on it? You know? It just makes no sense to me. Like, you're just playing to their hands. But then AEW's already got quite a stacked roster anyway. So where are they going to fit? Oh, uh, we forgot to mention this part in AEW. Mark Henry signed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a weird one. That kind yeah. of just came out of nowhere. He's going yeah, be... like... to be involved with Dark Elevation, isn't he? Something to do yep. with a big show as well. Or Paul, Paul White. Um, something to do with that. But have we spoke since Billy and Peyton got released? Did we mention that in the last one? Oh, no, we didn't. I don't know if we did or not, but no, that no. Really... yes, 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 we did. We remember we. I think it was like uh, I think like a few days after Mania, uh, Billy and Peyton were released. Yeah, we did talk. Yeah. Which, by the way, listen to their um. Let me plug in a podcast. When, <laughs> uh, freaking listen to, off her chops by uh Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. So it's on Spotify no. and everything. So listen to it. It's actually a really fun, uh, little listen. Not too long, and yeah. So if you weren't to promote that, I would have done because I've been listening to that. They've only done two episodes so far, but it is so it's funny. It's been fun. Yeah, they're so funny. <laughs> Honestly, they're absolute nutters. But, were, were, uh, her little, were their little pork chops, as they call it? Little pork chops, mate. But what <laughs> makes me laugh with it is that um, I can't tell which one's speaking at the, at, like, because their accents are so similar. And I'm uh-huh. like, it wasn't until on the latest episode, um, Je- Jessica, a.k.a. Billy, said you're joking me mate and when she said there it is i was like okay that is billy it really made me laugh so um but yeah we spoke obviously we spoke about them then but uh 
yeah, it's, oh, what is going on with WWE, man? Honestly, this company makes me sad at times. Um, speaking of making me sad, where we were talking about Raw, uh, Shayna Baszler's booking, man. What is happening? Oh, she, with... she, she's, she's a joke now. It really, really makes me sad because she is super talented and um, everything she... I mean, she's blooming wrestling a... Um, Reginald. At the moment, the Somali, eh? And, and losing... I totally forgot he was still oh. on, the, on the roster. <laughs> oh, it makes me sad. Really, really sad. Um, also, what you just said about Drew and Bobby. Uh, I mean, I like Drew. I like Bobby. I think we're just waiting to get to Bobby versus Brock. At SummerSlam, maybe if it's in mm. Vegas as well in a stadium, I think that's going to be the answer. But um, the fact that it's Drew again, you know, like I know Kofi has just been bumped the last couple of weeks up to like the main roster, uh, main roster, main up event, to the main, main event, um, just to kind of give it a bit more of a fresh feel. Watching Raw this week, I really wanted Kofi to win that match just so we had a different match at the pay per view. Not, I mean, I love Bobby, I love Drew, but I don't really want to see them go again. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yes. fact that we, the fact that we had WrestleMania and then WrestleMania backlash, that's when those feuds need to end. They don't need to go on any further than that. But I think we'll be seeing Drew and Bobby for the next year <laughs> or something. Do you know what I mean? It just I keeps... mean, freaking, they've been they've been uh, wrestling for that title since uh, the horror show at Extreme Rules. Jesus Christ, that was ages. That's almost that was a year ago in June. They've been fighting for that title for a year. Man. Well, it is it is June. So, oh, it's oh. year. <laughs> oh, my well, God. It, it took a little break when Drew faced Randy for what felt like a lifetime as well. God. What is it about the WWE title picture that feels so long and so long-winded? I don't know. Very confusing. Well, for, see, I don't no. mind long-term booking, but God damn. But, like, the thing is they don't know how to build yeah, WWE aren't capable of long-term booking anymore, trust. Um, with that in mind, uh, we spoke about Rhea and Charlotte, I guess, very briefly. But Charlotte, again, you know, title picture, again. I'm just running out of things to say about this now. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I think she wins at Hell in the Cell. I'm just, I thought she was going to win at, WrestleMania backlash, you know, I just they're just desperate to put the title back on her. And that's just, you know, you know, you know what? I think they're saving this for like she might actually win this. You know what? She might actually lose and then cash in money in the bank the same night. She could. I bet that. you. I'm betting you she's winning money in the bank. Oh, she oh, don't say things like that to me, Steve. Honestly, you, you, you know what they're gonna do is like, oh, she's she's Charlotte Flair. So the best way has- to bring back the to bring back the fans. You have Charlotte. It's the only thing she hasn't won as well, actually, Money in the Bank. So That's what I'm saying. The return of fans. I mean, I, I, I've been plugging for Ruby Riot for years. <laughs> and I would have said, have someone like Ruby Riot win the Money in the Bank. But the fact Ooh, that she can't yeah. even stay employed. She got the, she got the sack, unfortunately. Oh, oh, my God. This company hurts my brain. This podcast started so well with talking about double or nothing, and now it's just gone. It just goes straight down, straight down the the hill. All right, okay, all right. To finish off Raw, one thing that I have liked about Raw, RK Bro. Okay, RK Bro is pretty funny. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's funny because it's meant to be funny. 
I'm not taking mm-hmm. it too seriously. The, the serious stuff on Raw is really winding me up and is really bad. But mm. RK Bro is actually really comical. And it made me like Randy Orton a little bit as well because apparently he asked to work uh, with... Yeah, after uh, Mania, he said, I want to work with uh, Riddle. And I think it's going quite well so far. I've, I've enjoyed it. Oh, they're um, using each other's finishers the last two weeks. Riddle yeah. with the RKO and freaking... Uh, Oh, Randy with the bro Derek. And so I was like, yeah. oh, that's really funny. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's just, you know, something on a three hour show to smile about. Uh, but yeah, Raw is the worst I think it's ever been. And I know oh, a lot I, of people stop watching it. I haven't, yo, I only watch the highlights. I don't even watch the show no more. I can't. It you know just what? hurts my brain. I'm, I'm like an abused wife or husband in this relationship because I'm like, I can't stop watching it. And more for me, I guess, because I'm like, it's rubbish and I hate it, but I still sit there watching it. I was literally come home from work the other night um, and I was sitting there watching it and I was like, I'm so tired. This is rubbish, but I don't want to have to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> so I made myself watch it like, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad it's finished. But um, but yeah, I feel like I'm just getting beaten up by my spouse at the moment <laughs> with, with Raw. So, so unfortunate. But um where Raw is so bad, it is so maddening to me that this is still under the same company. But NXT has been very, very good. Um, yeah. Do you like a little segue there? So um, I've got some stuff to talk about on NXT. Um, finally, finally, Candice and, well, Candice has won a title in NXT. I'm so, so happy with this. And indie wrestling, uh, the tag team NXT Women's Champions. You've got to be happy about this, right? Oh, of course. Uh, like uh, when I when Candice and Indy won the titles, I was like, finally, it's about damn time Candice gets her due. And I, honestly, I just love, and I'm also loving the little side story of uh, Indy and Dexter Loomis. That's actually pretty fun. I'm enjoying that too. Candice is doing her best to try and keep them away from each other. Freaking, uh, freaking Austin Theory's doing his thing too. Johnny Gargano's doing his, they're honestly, the way is the, is the best comedic thing going on. And I see always like, they always make me feel a little bit like spirit, light spirited. So like, I love them. Ooh, I love the I, fact that what, sorry, I was just going to say, I disagree with, it's not the best comedy segment on NXT. I disagree. It is Cameron Grimes. Oh, how could I forget about, no, 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 no. I take that back. How could I forget about Cameron Grimes and the Million Dollar Man? It's that is funny. That and freaking Cameron Grimes has been turned to face because of freaking the Million Dollar Man. That's incredible. I think um, it's going to build to uh, uh, LA, LA Knight. Is that his name? LA Knight and uh, uh, Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar title. I think they're gonna slowly at, at a freaking uh, what you call it uh, in your house, right? Your house, yeah. We'll get onto some predictions for that in a sec, but um, I'm just trying to catch up on some NXT games that's been going on. Just talking about Dexter Loomis real quick because you were talking about Indy uh, and Candice winning the title. That match as well, by the way, was class. That tag team match with where oh, they won the great. title. Yeah, so. freaking Indy with the springboard elbow through the uh, through the table on uh, Ember. Great. Oh. Uh, and the wicked stepsister to win it on Shotzi. Poor old Shotzi had to take the L, but 
this is the thing that like with NXT where it is so good you don't want to see someone lose and it's so frustrating but loving myself some shots seeing it uh, I even like Ember as well you know like Ember for me is probably like I don't know actually she's she's very good I don't know why I was about to slag her off because she is very good I just don't think she's been handled particularly well because she always loses but um but yeah no I've enjoyed that little tag team as well but what I was just going to say about Dexter Loomis is that as fans or as viewers, we're watching this product feeling sorry for Dexter Loomis. He's mm. like a social sociopath. And I'm like, why are we feeling sorry for this guy? He kidnaps people. How is a freaking uh, maybe what maybe sociopath slash serial killer? Like, how is the serial killer a baby face? Honestly, it's so funny. Like, like it honestly is so weird how we're like, oh, we feel sorry for this guy that goes around kidnapping people. You know, literally, it's brilliant. So, so funny. Uh, what else has been happening? How good as well was the cage match between Bronson and um, Johnny Gargano? How good was this? Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. Loved I it. also don't think... so. With the with his tsunami finisher, which is basically just a splash off the top rope, I don't I don't know if it's because of his body's proportions, but I don't think anyone else at the moment in wrestling hits a better splash that looks like that. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it looks so pure. I don't know what that is, but without flips and stuff involved, in terms of just a big splash, you wouldn't mm-hmm. kick out of that. You know what I mean? It looks devastating. So I'm like, yeah, it's really really cool. But now the cage match itself was very 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 good enjoyed it and i was really really happy for bronson um bronson reed the what about the killer killian um uh carrion carrion cross versus finn balor with what the, for the title what did you think of that one um it was better than the uh i think it was better than the first match they had i don't know that was just in my opinion it was so you know, basic storyline. Finn fighting from underneath, but I was getting was a little fine. bored with um, Balor as champion. Like, not to sound rude to him, because I think he is super talented and super good. But I was just like, he felt filler to me until mm-hmm. Cross kind of came back. So I was desperate for Cross to win that match and retain, which he did. And um, I found it was got really hard hitting towards the end, like really stiff. And I was like, oh, this is actually really good. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that too. Really like that. Um, just to catch up on some uh, NXT action. So the next uh, pay-per-view will be taking place on the 13th of June. So we might be back in a few weeks to talk about this. Currently only four matches on the card. So you've got um, your girl Raquel and uh, Dakota. Um, well, with Dakota in brackets. She, uh, Gonzalez is facing Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. Who you got? Raquel. I think this is filler, to be honest. Yep. I think it was mm-hmm. a good match, but I think it's filler. Just to give Raquel some wins. So, yeah, I'll probably call that two. Uh, Jaya Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. This has been quite interesting, actually, this story. I think you should keep pushing Zaya Lee because they're really building that whole... Uh, what's her name? Uh... Uh, that mystical uh, whatever demon she's with, huh? Is it Boa? B-O-A? No, not Boa. Not Boa. Um, Is that the guy? Oh, Tian Sha. That's the chick. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Uh, on, on Wikipedia, it says in brackets with Boa and May. That's the dude. May Ying. So yeah, so, something like that. It's Boa the guy, yeah. Fair enough. I've, I've quite enjoyed this, though. I feel like Zia Lee is actually like a boss to deal with now. So I don't think it will hurt Mercedes Martinez to lose again. So um, LA Knight and, well, it says with Ted DBRC. So. Uh, he's obviously chose his side versus Cameron Grant to the moon uh, singles match at the moment it doesn't say it's for a title or anything but might get added next week maybe I don't know but um, yeah who are you thinking I would like Cameron Grimes but you know LA Knight could use the win honestly Can't, I don't think Cameron Grimes would be hurt if he loses either so I don't know. I think it will be Cameron Grimes. I feel like everything... Because the way that on last week's NXT, the way that Cameron Grimes was uh, chatting with Ted, you know, like you saw him kind of not break character, but kind of like where he's been so arrogant with all his money. It was quite interesting to see a turn where he was like, oh, you know, I've always looked up to you, Ted, you know, and it became a bit like, oh, a bit sympathetic with Cameron Grimes. So I'd like to see Cameron win this one uh, and have Ted by his side for a little while. I feel like that'd be quite cool. Guess we'll wait and see. Uh, and then announced as of yesterday, Fatal Five Way for is a five way a Fatal Five Way? I don't know. That's but a what five, they call it. A five way for the NXT Championship. Cross, Adam Cole, baby, uh, Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne. Cross is retaining. <laughs> Who do you think he pins or submits? Gargano. <laughs> Poor old Johnny. Yeah, Johnny can't ju- just cannot catch a break, can he? Mm-mm. I think it'll be either Gargano or Pete Dunn, maybe. Although yeah. build, although in like um, they've been, been build- building Pete Dunn. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, maybe it will be Gargano. It's most likely going to be Gargano. He just came out of the North American title uh, window, so yeah. It's but the be way that um, the way that Cole has returned I don't think he's going to be involved in the finish either I think Cole and O'Reilly are going to fight off into the backstage or something and that's not finished yet so but the only thing that's going through my mind is that um, with some big events coming up with like money in the bank and SummerSlam and stuff I think Karrion Cross is a draw so with a five way he doesn't have to lose and I feel like with Raw needing a bit of a freshen, freshen up, I wouldn't be surprised to see Karrion Cross lose and not be involved in the finish and then be called up for these bigger shows. I don't know. That's just an idea I've got. What do you think I, about that? I don't, I don't want him near the main roster. He's got a mystique yeah. with him and Scarlett. Once I they go him. up... Well, yeah, I love oh, Scarlett. my God. Oh, what, my what a, God. What a woman. What <laughs> a woman. She Foish. is... But um yeah, I don't I know if they go to the main roster, that mystique, that presence yeah. out the window. Yep, yep. Uh that's NXT takeover in your house. Um maybe we can do maybe we'll do a show because uh Helena sells on June twentieth. So maybe we'll do a show towards the end of this month and cover both at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but there's only two matches listed. Rio and Charlotte. 
Who you got? Uh, I will say Rio retains because I I really be- I know this freaking company. I know what they're gonna do. They're gonna give Charlotte uh the briefcase. I just know it. I don't want to think that as my one of my first shows back, but I know I'm gonna have to see that rubbish. See, I'm gonna call Charlotte's gonna win this one just because um I honestly don't think they've planned as far ahead as money in the bank yet because of this company. Do you know what I mean? So I think it'll be I think Charlotte will win this one just because they have an opportunity to put a title on her and they love doing that. So um yeah, I'm gonna say Charlotte. And then you've got Bobby and Drew as the other match at the moment. So what are you calling on that one? Bobby. I think Bobby will retain. Yeah, I think Bobby retains to get to the Brock match. don't think it necessarily mm-hmm. needs a title, but it adds a bit of fire to it, I suppose. So that'll be hell in a cell when that takes place in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I've got for uh, for wrestling as such. Have you got anything else you wanted to add? No, I think we've covered it all. I've got something I want to add. What's up? Uh, Fantasy Premier League. What happened, man? Oh. What happened? Uh, you know what? Pep Guardiola fucked my my freaking uh, lineup so many times. Just like he fucked the freaking uh, Champions League. So you know what? Hey, that's hey, at least I finished top four. I'll take that. They call it Pep Roulette for a reason. But yeah, yeah you that's actually, why you don't choose Manchester City. I was like in first place, then I dropped all the way to fourth. It was know, a beautiful right? collapse, I think so. I'd always kind of been around fourth pretty much all season. And then I had a really good run of form towards the end. Last few games, I ended up second. We were never going to chase down Harry at first. He was far too oh, good. But I got yeah, second. He was I was gone. well happy yeah. I was well happy with that. But that was like your first season playing, wasn't it? So um, next season might be a little bit more... Uh, Little bit more tense, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. So. I'll take the I'll take a Champions League spot any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean kinda like kinda like Liverpool will take a Champions League spot. <laughs> <laughs> more so than my bloody Arsenal, my beloved Arsenal. We're not first time in twenty five years that we're not gonna be playing. Hey, but, you, but you know what? good evening, uh it won a, a title, so I'm happy for him. Yeah, so were we actually. Because I mean he, all right. He didn't do particularly well with us, but he kind of did better than Arteta. But anyway, like we kind of wanted to see him kind of do okay, just because of the way he was forced out of the club a bit. So when they beat United, we were like, <laughs> you know what? Fair enough, mate. Like he, he's he such is, a nice guy too. Y'all yeah, did him wrong. Y'all did him wrong. <laughs> he actually is. Um, yeah, he is the master of the um, the Europa League. Good evening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm happy for him. So, all right, let's look to wrap this up then. Been on just over an hour 40. An hour 40, blimey. Um, who's your favourite active wrestler? Right now? Oh, let me think. Let me think. Who gets you know, your um, episode, uh, wrestler of the episode? You know what? I'm going to give it to my guy. Um, I'm going to give it to my guy, Sammy G. He's just been so good the last few months. Like, I have to give it to him. And it feels like a few months since we last had a chat. So, mm-hmm. um, my episode, wrestler of the episode, is going to be DMD, Dr. Britt Baker. What a woman. 
Um, so where can people find you on the socials? At it's me, Stephen13 on both Twitter and Instagram. Cool, cool. I am at um, what am I at? I'm at James Pewey with an IE91. I can be found on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, that'll do about just about do it then for this episode. I guess um, we'll look to come back and cover in your house and how on the cell um towards the end of the month i guess um anything else you want to add steve or is that you done uh oh one more thing i will not be having silver hair no more oh what's happened oh nothing we're changing up the color you've just grown out of it no i'll be i'll bring it back but i'm experimenting with colors right now so okay i do like a bit of color if anything, I'm just trying to let my hair like kind of grow a bit because where I was dying it so much, I kind of killed it. And then mm-hmm. I shaved it all off like around December time. I literally went proper bald, like completely bald. And now right. it's just kind of grown back to kind of like a number five, number four, number five at the moment. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no hair plans at the moment, but maybe oh, when... I have a I have a long term booking for my hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. You're just experimenting with color, are you? Yep. Fair enough, son. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess when I mean I've I've had nowhere to go. Do you know what I mean? On like I normally do it when I'm going somewhere. So say for example, yeah. WrestleMania 35, I had long hair and I dyed it like orange because of you know Becky or nothing for Mania 35. So, um, but yeah, at the moment I'm just letting it do its thing. I've got no plan whatsoever. So um, cool. Right. So that will do it then for this week's or this not week imagine if we went weekly that would be something um this will do it for this episode thank you all for listening uh we do appreciate the love um we'll see you again down the road take care and bye 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 are you kidding me